Hey guys, welcome to the Tweet Coast Church podcast. So glad that you could join us. Now prepare your hearts for another inspiring message from one of the Tweet Coast Church crew. How are you? Welcome to church. So good to have you guys. How's your 2020? Good? You winning? He's kicking goals so far in 2020. So good. He's been getting waves. <laughs> Sneaky one there. So good, my 2020's got off to a good start. Uh, my wife and I have just got confirmation that we bought our first home. And uh, we're really excited. We're so thankful for... It's a real miracle what God has done, and so we're just really thankful for Him. But um, we're sort of in between homes at the moment, because uh, we moved out of our old place, waiting for our new place. Should be ready in a few weeks. But um, we're booked in at Hotel Stewart at the moment, which is... AKA my, my in-laws, if you, if you don't know. And um, yeah, pray for me. It's, uh, it's all good. <laughs> no, it's been such a, it's been a real privilege um, to be staying there. You know, all my meals get cooked for me. Leave my dirty undies lying around. They get washed for me. Thanks, John. You're the best. <laughs> uh, now I know why you go sailing and go bike riding so much. Because there's just these fairies that clean up after you in their house it's a, it's a magic house there's just fairies that do everything so I want to be a man of leisure like that hey, I'm wrapping up our series um, All Things New we started off the beginning of the year with a series you know touching on what God wants to do afresh in the beginning of this new year um, it's my privilege to wrap it up we've been reading from this scripture in Isaiah 43 uh, verses 18 and 19 it's on the screens there forget the former things and um do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. There's so much packed into these, these couple of verses. Um, I'd love to spend some time just unpacking it. Uh, as you can see, it's written by a guy called Isaiah, who um, he is the prophet to the nation of Israel. In, in, in the Old Testament, it was quite common to have a prominent prophet who would seek God on behalf of the nation and he'd get these downloads from God and he would then go and speak it out to the, to that, to the nation. So Israel, he's the author. Uh, Isaiah, he's the author. Israel is the audience. Um, what I want to do this morning is just try and understand what was Isaiah trying to communicate to them? This is, you know, in the Old Testament, uh, a couple like hundreds of years ago, how was his message relevant for us today. Is that cool? Awesome. So good. Glad you're on my side. Imagine you guys are like, nah, that's not cool, man. Go try something else. <laughs> that's all I got, guys. We're going. Let's start from the top. Forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. Forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. That seems pretty straightforward. That's kind of a sentiment we live life by. Don't you're living in the past, man. You've got, you got to catch up with the times, what's going on. Uh, it, it's not a new saying for us. I think we'd all have things we'd rather leave in the past, yeah? Like that, uh, that haircut you had in 2005. <laughs> leave that one in the past. I left my hair in the past. Three-quarter pants, got to leave those in the past. They're done. If you're wearing them this morning, I'm so sorry, but just leave them there. This might be a bit divisive. DVDs. Who still watches DVDs? It's time to, it's time to give up, guys. <laughs> Rest in peace, Blockbuster. <laughs> I used to spend every Friday night down there. But 
what former things is Isaiah talking about here? What's he referring to? What what things is he calling um, the nation of Israel to forget? See, this actually might be a bit of, of, a, of a surprise. Let me take you there. Um, if we look at the verses before this, before verses 17 and 18, which we just read, I don't have it um, up on the screens, but I'm just going to read it to you. Isaiah 43, 16 and 17, it says this. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the seas, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and the horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Does that sound familiar to to you? You guys up to scratch with your Bible Bible school stories? You know, this is a story of the Exodus. It's Moses when um, he brings the people of Israel, out of Egypt. And it, the whole story sort of culminates in this point where they're being chased down by Pharaoh. He's changed his mind. He's, he's let the people go, give me a wave if you know what I'm talking about. You know this story? Yeah. And Pharaoh's chasing them down. The enemy is bearing down on them. They get pressed up against the Red Sea. There's nowhere to go forward. They turn around. They could be slaughtered by the army. What do they do? God shows up in a mighty way and he does a miracle. He parts the waters and, and the whole nation of Israel managed to escape through on dry ground. That's, that's amazing. There's so, many, so much significance in that scripture for us even. Um, but God is a way maker. He makes a way for Israel. And um, they, they get safely to the other side and the enemy tries to chase them down and, and the waters crash down on the enemy, wipes them out. Israel is delivered on the other side. They're left standing praising God on the other side. See, that's what Isaiah is referring to in these verses beforehand. This is a surprise. In verse 18, quite abruptly, he goes, yeah, forget about it. Forget about it. Hold on, Isaiah, you want me to forget about possibly the most famous and pivotal moment in Israelite history. We've been, we've been singing songs about this for 500 years. You want me just to forget about it? Yep, that's what I want you to do. I want you to forget about it. What's Isaiah getting at here? What, why does he want them to, to let go of that? We've got to read a little bit further just to, just to see where Isaiah is going. The next verse there says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? So we're sort of beginning to touch on something here, aren't we? I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. See, in the sporting world, there's this thing called premiership hangover. Now, just come with me on this one. Any sport heads in the place? Yeah, you are. That's it. <laughs> Love my sport. Um, see, a premiership hangover goes a little bit like this. Imagine your team, uh, Liverpool. Um, the Broncos, the, the Raiders, maybe not the Raiders, but definitely not the Warriors, that's for sure. Um, premiership hangover has been, imagine your team, they, they, they start the season, they're doing really well. They're, they're winning their games, they're beating all the other good teams. Looks like they're going to make it to the playoffs, yeah? They, they progress, you know, all the combinations are happening, they've got the right coach in place. And um, they start winning the playoffs, it looks like they're going to make it to the big dance. They, they progress. They make it to the grand final. Sure enough, your team, your team, Liverpool, they win the GF. They win the grand final. They hold the trophy up. Yes. Sometimes, you know, it's been like three to four years in the making, getting the right players involved, getting the right coaches. Everything's got to line up. They've been working towards this goal. They, they finally reach it. Yes. We made it. We, we did. We've been working at this for years. Imagine the party that you throw after that. Imagine the, they're drinking champagne out of the big trophy, everything like that. Let's skip forward to the next season. 
halfway through the season, that same team, they managed to hold the whole roster together. They go back in, they, they start playing again. They're not doing so well this year, are they? <laughs> they're not doing so well. They're not beating those teams again. The, the star players, they're, they're not performing to their potential. It's called the premiership hangover, you see. They, it's like they still have one hand on, on the trophy back here and they can't play the game right in front of them. It's like they're, they, um, yeah, it's like they're, they're too busy partying last year's. They're, they're celebrating last year's victory that they can't perform right here, right now. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Can you not perceive it? No, I actually can't perceive it because my hands are on last year's trophy. I can't see the game I'm in right now. Hey, Israel, I want to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Can you not perceive it? Hey, God, what about, um, what about back here, Egypt? Don't you remember that? We've been singing songs about this for hundreds of years, God. You can't expect us. I want to do a new thing in your life. I want to do a new thing in you, Israel. You've got to let go of those former things. You've got to let go of those former things. Forget the former things. I am doing a new thing. I have got more for you. You know what? Praise God for what God has done for you in the past. Praise God for the victories He's done for you. But don't live there. Don't stay there. Don't run your life off the sniff of an oily rag from last year. He has something fresh for you this morning. He has something fresh for you, something new. When is He doing it? Now. Now I am doing a new thing. Can you not perceive it? Is now in the past. It's now facing this way. No, now it's forwards facing. It's, it's right here. It's what we have right now. God, it's, we're touching on something about the character of God here, where he loves to deal in the new. He loves to pour out new things, new blessings, freshness. He wants, he doesn't, he never stagnates. He's always moving, you know, scriptures say from glory to glory to glory. He doesn't uh, pull back. He doesn't shrink back. He's always wanting to do something fresh. And something new. I want to encourage you, church, your best days are ahead. <laughs> your best days are ahead. Oh, Jesus. Phil and Sally, your best days are ahead of you. Come on. You know, school leaver, if you're just leaving school, your best days are ahead. If you're still in school, your best days are ahead of you. Hey, young family, mum and dad. You don't have to shrink back into a season of just surviving. God has something fresh for you this morning. When is He doing it? Now. He wants to do a fresh thing in you. So good. Thank you, Jesus, that you are always moving from glory to glory. We're going to follow you there. Haggai 2 verse 9 speaks about the latter days being greater than the former. In the message version, it says it like this. uh, What was a glorious beginning will be an even more glorious finish. So we're touching on the nature of God here. He, He wants to bring us on that journey. Yes, it's got ups and downs, but yes, there's freshness and there's new things that are going to get you through, that are going to propel you into your next season. I want you just to ponder on that. What is the new thing? I feel like the Holy Spirit might even be dropping it into your spirits even now. What new things does God want to do in your life today? Today, at the beginning of 2020, just ponder on that for a second. What, what new things has God got for you? You know, the way I think God works is, is anyway, this is how I've experienced it. It may, it may be different for you, but He often just re- keeps reconfirming things in your life. Sometimes it might not be 
a bolt out of the blue and it's like, this is your new thing. You're going to sell everything and go live in the bush and just worship me 24 hours. If he's calling you to do that, that's, that's cool, but come talk to me later. We'll figure it out. But he, he continues to just, the new thing, he just confirms it. He may, he may show it to you in the Bible in your devotional life. Then someone may come alongside you and be like, hey, man, I've really been believing that you're going to start doing this. And, and it's just a reconfirmation. Get, get good people in your life that will speak God's freshness over you. God, is something fresh for you? Can you say that? See, God is doing a new thing. God is doing a new thing. Can you say that this morning, church? So good. 2020, boom, it's where he's taken us. The last part of, um, of this scripture says, I am making a way in the wilderness and, and streams in the wasteland. Forget those former things. See, I am doing a new thing. What is the new thing? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. See, the words used here are vital in understanding what Isaiah was trying to communicate. Um, way in the wilderness is quite specific, isn't it? Streams in the wasteland. Like, we could read that poetically. Like, oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Like, I've been through the wilderness. And, and you know what? That does apply for us. But Isaiah's being quite specific here. If we look about the history of Israel, when this was being written, um, Israel was about to be, they hadn't quite yet, but they were about to be taken into captivity by a, a nation called Babylon. They were a political power of the time. And um, partly due to Israel's bad leadership and poor decisions, other circumstances, God was going to allow his people again to be taken into exile by Babylon. And um, he reveals this to Isaiah and he, and he goes, I want you to write some encouraging words for them. I want you to, to write write these scriptures down because I want them to know that I'm still with them. I'm still their savior. Same way I saved them through the Red Sea. I'm, I'm with them. I'm with them. Right. See, the second half of the book of Isaiah, theologians have dubbed it the book of comfort because it's filled with scriptures of, of comfort for a nation who's going to be in need. Anyone needs some comfort, some encouragement in the beginning of your year. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. See, even geographically, Babylon is off to sort of like the northeast of where Israel was. And quite literally, to get home from Babylon to Israel, you walk through the desert. They had to walk through the desert. See, Babylon didn't, uh, Israel didn't even realize they were going to be taking captivity, but God's already starting to pour out this sign of, you know what, I got you back. You know what, I, I'm going to deliver you exactly how you need it. I'm going to make a way in the wilderness. It's exactly what you need. I'm going to give you streams in the wasteland. You know, it goes on in this verse to say the wild, um, I think the wild jackals will rejoice because there's drinking water in the desert and you'll sing songs of praises to me, Israel. See, God knows what we need even before we know we're in trouble. <laughs> such is his sovereignty, such is his amazingness. God knows. God knows what you're going through. God knows where you're heading. And he's got the new thing he wants to do in your life is exactly what you need. You know what? He might not show up uh, exactly how you expect him to. Can I go one step further and, and say he may not even show up how you want him to. But... It will be exactly what you need for that time, for that moment. See, he showed up for Israel exactly how they were going to need. They were going to need deliverance from Babylon once again. But this time it's going to be through the desert. They needed a road. They needed guidance. And he shows up. Have I got time for just for one more story? Uh, yes, sweet. Oh, we got heaps of time. We got heaps of time. Imagine, it's sort of like an analogy 
See, I might get you to jump up now if that's cool. Imagine there's a father, right? And he's, uh, he's walking through the shops with his four-year-old son. Rabina Shopping Centre, it's really busy. Shoot me now. <laughs> the, no, we're walking through, through Rabina Shopping Centre and, and, you know, one of those big pop-up stores in the middle with all the, like, cheap Chinese toys, they're flashing and it's like, boom, yeah. And the kids are like, what, Dad? Dad. Turns around and goes, what is it, mate? And, and he's looking up and there's this big, this big toy store. And he, what, do you, what is it, mate? What do you see? And he goes, God, look at that. It's, it's a dinosaur, Dad. I love dinosaurs. Yes, mate, you do love dinosaurs. You tell me about it a fair bit. Can we grab it, Dad? Do you reckon we could get that? Let's have a look. Let's have a look. What is this? This one up here? Yeah, that big, massive dinosaur thing. Well, mate, this, see, this is a, um, it's a thousand-piece dinosaur puzzle. And uh, yeah, yeah, that one, Dad. I think it's a Tarbosaurus or a Carnotosaurus. I don't know, but I won't know until you buy it for me, Dad. <laughs> I really want that big thing. That, mate, look, we could get it for you, but I just don't think your four-year-old motor skills are up for this yet. You know, I haven't even seen you do like a ten-piece puzzle set. Dad, I love dinosaurs. Come on, Dad. I want that one. No, mate, look, we'll get home. You'll, you'll play with the box and you'll get the pieces out. You'll get frustrated. You'll probably throw a big tantrum. <laughs> what a dinosaur! <laughs> Don't be mean. Mate, look, how about this? I'll get you that, this, I'll get you this ball. It's, it's got a dinosaur on it. may not be what you want, but I'll get you this ball. Okay, Dad, I have the ball. A couple of days later, the kid's like kicking the ball around in the backyard. Happy as Larry. Dad, thank you so much. <laughs> you knew my four-year-old motor skills went up for that thousand-piece dinosaur set, so you bought me this ball and it's the best. I'm having the it's exactly what I needed. Exactly what I wanted. This is a bit of a crass representation of what God does on our behalf, but the Father knows what we need. Yeah. The Father knows what you need in this season that you're in right now. I hope this is touching your heart this morning, church, that, that He has something new and something fresh for you. It takes us to let go of those former things in order to pick up that fresh thing, that new thing that God has. I love it when Jesus talks about who pours new wine into an old wineskin. Because... <laughs> It will burst. See, that's a bit of, it's a bit odd for us because we don't carry around wineskins anymore. We have bottles. They don't break. Pour more wine into them. But back in the day, they had these wineskins. They were stitched together. And if you pour new wine into it, it just couldn't handle it. It would burst and, and the new wine would be spilt out. So you've got to make a new wineskin. You've got to make a space for the new thing to come in. You've got to make, you've got to be available for the new thing to be poured in. You've got to let go of last year's trophies. Can I even touch on this? Look, there may be things in your past that are negative and, and it, you may have, you want to leave them in the past, but they're just sort of just there behind you. You know they're there and, and they, they dog you a little bit. It's time to let go of those things. In the name of Jesus, there is, oh, there is fresh things for you this morning, church. Negative things. But like Isaiah said, sometimes we just live in the glory days. Oh, I like that when church used to look a bit more like this. I like it when we used to sing those songs. Oh, back when I was first saved, oh, I used to worship God with my whole heart. God has something new and fresh for you today. Do not write them off. Do not rip yourself off. God has something fresh for you.
Would you stand your feet? I'd love to just pray over us this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Forget the former things. See, I am doing a new thing. I am your way maker. I'm making a way in the wilderness for you. You know, I want to pray over some people that are feeling a little bit dry this morning. And um, something's resonating in your spirit about what I'm speaking about. We've touched on the nature of God. He, it's not in question that He wants to deposit something new in your life. He's doing it. He's doing it. And He's doing it now. Are we going to respond? Are we going to perceive it? Are we going to reach out and let Him make a way for us? When you close your eyes across this place, I want you to be real brave and raise your hands up. This is a bit of a personal moment. So would you lift your hands if you want to receive something fresh from God? See, this isn't about how well I can pray or how well I can preach, but I know the Holy Spirit is moving up and down these aisles this morning, right up the back. If you are feeling dry and stagnant, if your relationship with God has just feels a bit crusty and you want to step out and want something fresh from Him, if you have not experienced God's newness in your life before and you, wanna, you want to experience that this morning, reach your hands out to Him like you want to grab something off Him. Thank you, Jesus. Right now, we just pray, God, that you will begin depositing freshness in this place, Father. From the front to the back, Father, you know our hearts, God. You know the new thing that you have for us. God, would you, by your power, by your Holy Spirit, be prompting people, be reminding people of that word. Oh, remember when I said I wanted to do this in your life. God, deposit fresh business strategy and business people in here this morning, God. Oh, like they're on their last legs, Father. They don't know if they can keep going, but Father, deposit a fresh zest in their life to continue to be in the marketplace representing you, Jesus. Oh God, fresh bouts of integrity for businessmen in this place. They've been thinking about taking shortcuts just to make it through. Oh God, make us integrous men, integrous women. Father, deposit something new in our lives this morning for that person whose devotional life is just completely dry. Father, begin to pour down upon it like that rain we've had in the last few days. Oh God, that it would begin soaking the ground. It will begin bubbling up. Oh Father, turn that hard soil into fresh, fertile soil in Your name, Jesus. Oh God, we've won something fresh of You. Yes, God. Oh, would You call to mind this morning, church, what it is that you want God to be depositing in your life. What is He prompting you about? Begin to reach out and grab it by force. Take it with your hands. God has something fresh for you this morning. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You go from glory to glory to glory. You don't run out of good things to deposit on us, Jesus. Thank you, God. doing a new thing. Do a new thing in me. Do a new thing in this church. Do a new thing in this region, God. Oh, like never before, Father, may we see the church of Jesus Christ rise up. We pray for fresh pouring out of your Spirit. New things, 2020, God, a new decade. May it be the best decade we've seen for health within the church, for growth within the church, or for people working in the business sector, God, for people working in education, Christians, Father, rising up, teaching our children, Father. Thank you, God. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We pray that you are touched by God's Word. 
If you would like to know more about Tweed Coast Church, please visit tweedcoastchurch.com.au.